morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. So, I'm Maui. You probably know that. Anyway, this is the second week of our entertainment weekly, sorry, I forgot that word, series. Um, we are finding biblical principles in everyday movies. Um, last week at camp, Dusty kicked us off with the movie Little Giants, and he did a good job reminding and instructing us to um, be an encouragement to all of our kids and to love them. Um, coming from my heart to yours, our kids are the best kids. If you don't know them, you need to. And you can do that. If you talk to me or Dusty, we can get you in the secret club. Just kidding. So we have nursery you can help with. We have Jones Church you can help with. And we have youth group. And look at these cute little faces that you can spend time with. I know. Look at Chelsea. Uh, don't look at Josiah. It's kind of scary. So anyway, if you don't know how awesome Bethesda kids are, I'm just so sad for you because they really are awesome. Um, so anyway, we're doing a movie series, so we need popcorn. My popcorn girl went downstairs, so Chelsea, would you pass out popcorn? Yep, so if you want popcorn, just put your hand up. Chelsea will get you some. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea's bringing it. All right, see, you guys didn't even know how good Chelsea is at passing on popcorn. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But now you do. So who has seen Mean Girls, the movie Mean Girls? Put your hands up high, Josiah, wave them. You know it. You've seen it. Um, so anyway, just in case you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, you know who she is? She went a little crazy, but she wasn't always crazy. Okay, anyway. She is playing a 16-year-old character named Katie. Um, she goes from, from living in an African jungle and being homeschooled by her parents to an American high school with a lot of mean girls in it. Um, she quickly, she does make friends quickly, but they're with two people who are weird and very unpopular. And uh, there's kind of the, like, if you're new in a school and they're like, hey, you want to come sit with me? You're like, I do because I'm lonely, but I know that I'm going to continue to be lonely if I sit with you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So she becomes friends with him, and they convince her to become friends with this group of girls named the Plastics. And they are the pretty, popular girls that everybody wants to be friends with, but they can't because you have to be so cool to get in this group. Um, so they actually invite Katie to sit with them, and this is... Um, her two friends convince her that this is her moment because they want to take down Regina, who is like the queen bee of the Mean Girls. And so she has lunch with them, and that's where we're going to start our little clip. Josiah's going to play it. Right. 
Having lunch with the plastics was like leaving the actual world and entering girl world. And girl world had a lot of rules. You can't wear a tank top two days in a row, and you can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. So I guess we pick today. Oh, and we only wear jeans or track pants on Fridays. Now, if you break any of these rules, you can't sit with us at lunch. Well, I mean, not just you, like, any of us. Okay, like, if I was wearing jeans today, I would be sitting over there with the art freaks. <laughs> oh, and we always vote before we ask someone to eat lunch with us, because you have to be considerate of the rest of the group. Well, I mean, you wouldn't buy a skirt without asking your friends first if it looks good on you. I wouldn't. Right. Oh, and it's the same with guys. Like, you may think you like someone, but you could be wrong. 120 calories and 48 calories from fat. What percent is that? Uh, 48 into 120? I'm only eating foods with less than 30% calories from fat. It's 40%. Well, 48 over 120 equals X over 100. And then you cross multiply and get the value of X. Whatever. I'm getting cheese fries. Okay, so that is the Mean Girls. Georgina is the blonde. Um, so, and they're all wearing pink because it's Wednesday, and that's another one of the rules to sit with them. You wear pink on Wednesdays. So, like, Instagram and, like, all that stuff, you'll see little memes that say we wear pink on Wednesdays. That's from Mean Girls. And look, now you guys can be cool and wear pink on Wednesdays. Um, so, uh, hang on. I'm just going to put that there. Okay. So, just what's happening is in order to be one of these plastics and to be in this group, you have to follow all of their rules. If you wear jeans on the wrong day, you're not staying with them anymore. Kicked out, you're not one of their friends. And I wear jeans all the time, unless I'm at work, because I'm not allowed, except for on Fridays. <laughs> I just got that, that's awesome. So anyway, so, um, so you may be wondering why I chose Mean Girls and what we can learn from that. And I think that from that little clip, we can learn a lot. So let's go ahead and pray real quick, and then we will jump in. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for Bethesda. We thank you for popcorn. And I ask you to open up our hearts and minds to what you have to say. And God, please just help me to say what you want me to say and not just a bunch of nonsense. We love you, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to do it kind of youth group style where I'm going to ask you questions and feel free to answer. No worksheets because the kids will cry. They're babies about it. Okay. So first question, how do outsiders, meet, what I mean by outsiders is non-Christians who don't attend church, how do they view the church or how do they view people who follow Christ? What are some things that you think that they might think? Not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Anybody else? Mean, yeah, judgmental. So I think for a lot of people, they think church is a place that some preacher or some Sunday school teacher or just this book is telling them how they have to live life. And like Josiah said, a lot of people think that if you're a Christian, you aren't having fun. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but people don't like to be told what to do. I really don't. I can't stand it. Like, if you tell me not to do it, I'm probably going to do it. Anyway, so. Um, that's not good. I need to work on that. But people don't like to be told what to do, and that's one reason why people don't come to church. They don't like all the rules 
And what I mean by rule is like the Ten Commandments, like just the things that the Bible instructs us to do. So what are some rules that you guys have heard people complain about or maybe you complain about as far as like trying to be a Christian? Anybody? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Having my ripped jeans on today. Yeah. <laughs> so I want some rules you hear, or what some things that like kids at school wouldn't want to be a Christian because they'd have to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's adults and kids, sadly. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Some people think that. Um, so I think we can all understand, if we are looking at it from their point of view, why maybe they don't want to be in church. So in preparing for today, I asked a few different people, just like just random people that I know. I just like went through my friends list and was like, I can ask them. And I asked them a couple of quest- questions. The first one I asked them is, why don't you go to a church? Why don't you want or feel the need to be a Christian? And um, they answered, and they were really honest. And I chose these people because I knew that they would just tell me the truth, and they wouldn't just like. And a couple of them said, I hope this doesn't make you mad, but and it doesn't make me mad. And they were really, really brutally honest. And, some, and I, for the most part, couldn't be like, that's not true. For a lot of it, I was like, yeah, I, I get that. Um, so then I asked them um, if they thought that being a Christian meant that all you do is just follow all these rules or that there's too many rules to follow and that's too hard. And immediately, like, the first, to- the first <laughs> question, like, it took them a little while to answer. You could tell they were thinking about it. And, it, like, they immediately just was like, yes, 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 except for one who said no, but he kind of said yes, but he was a little confused. But... Um, but was the most interesting to me was immediately after saying yes, they almost all said that they were more worried about the consequences of breaking these said rules. And they weren't worried. None of them said that they were worried about going to hell for breaking these rules. They were all worried about how the Christians in the church would treat them once they broke these rules. And that's really sad. So that leads me to my point. Um, it's kind of harsh, but it's true. Church people hurt and shut out people who are breaking these rules or who also who are struggling and they are hurting. Um, if we see someone that we go to church with or if we know from the community goes to the church down the road and we see them doing something that isn't right, most of the time we're just really quick to judge them and be done with them. Like we're not letting them sit at our table anymore. They broke the rules. We're done with them. Um, and. I don't, is that what Jesus would do? Don't think so? Okay. Well, I don't like to think because I'm crazy. So we're going to read Luke chapter 22. And I forgot to say this morning, but I'm reading out the NLT, so it's probably different than what most of you are reading. Um, So what's happening in Luke 22 is Jesus is instructing um, John and Peter to go get the Passover ready, to get the dinner ready, like the Last Supper. He's telling them everything that's about to happen to him. Um, They're eating, and he is talking, or what I'm going to talk about is when he talks to Peter. And that is verse 31. That's where we're going to start. And Jesus is talking to Peter right now. 
He's saying, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer to you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And then I'm going to skip over to verse 54. So at, like, what I'm skipping through is Jesus is arrested, and he's on his way to go be um, before the high priest. And Peter is following along, but he's like kind of like keeping his distance from him. He's not like right up next to Jesus, like this is my homeboy. He's kind of back a little bit. Um, and a servant girl noticed him. This is verse 56. And <coughs> finally she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers. And Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. And after a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I'm not, Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. So watch this happen. Yeah, Peter broke the rule. He told Jesus, I'm with you, I'll die with you. Um, and then he immediately does the opposite. So where does that leave Jesus and Peter? Where? What is that doing to their relationship? Is he just done with them? Like, if Josiah told all his friends that he didn't know me, I'd be really mad at him. And I probably wouldn't let him come to youth group next week. Um, if Josiah went to school and told everybody he didn't know Chelsea, Chelsea, how w what would you do with Josiah? Right. Yep, she, so she would be done with him too. And I think that's what we do as Christians when someone breaks our rules or they don't abide by the things that we think they should we're just done with them and I don't think that's what Jesus would do so now we're going to look at John chapter 21 and here Jesus has died on the cross he's came back and he's going to go hang out with his friends the disciples and they are in the boat they're in a boat and they're fishing they're not catching anything and Jesus sees them and he yells to them hey have you guys got any fish and they say no. And he's like, well, cast your net down over the right side um, in, of the boat, and you'll get some. And so they did. And then it was crazy. All the fish came in. And so because this happened, they knew that that was Jesus because who else can tell you to throw your net over a certain side and all the fish are going to come in? I mean, that's crazy. So at verse 8, the other stayed with the boat and pulled and loaded the net to the shore for they're only about 100 yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of your fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went abroad, or sorry, went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net had not broken. Broke. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. Now the disciples dared, to, none of them dared to ask him who you are. So they didn't ask him, who are you? They knew it was Jesus. He just told them how to get fish. They got fish, and he makes breakfast with them. But my point is, even though Peter just said that he didn't know Jesus and he broke the rules, Jesus still let him come to his table. I mean, I know there wasn't actually a table out there by the fire, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus still ate with him. He cooked for him. And <clears throat> 
So I think as a church, that's who we should be. And Bethesda is supposed to be a house of mercy if you research Bethesda. So <coughs> my question to you is, are we showing mercy to those who mess up or break rules? Or do we feel like when we are struggling and we're the one breaking the rules, that Bethesda is going to show mercy to us? And I think that this is an area where, as Bethesda people, we need to step up and do this. And so how do you do that? I can't just tell you to do something, not tell you how. So I have three ways I think you can do it. The first one is when you see someone struggling, we should immediately pray for them. It's not enough just to comment on a status or a post and say, I'm praying. You literally need to pray. <laughs> um, and also, you need to be a friend. That means a friend when it's hard to be a friend. Um, two, you need to join or start a connection group. Get with Elizabeth or Ryan. They have all the details that will help you. Connection groups are important because that's where you're going to find a place um, that you can go to when you're struggling. That's a, that is how you're going to meet people to struggle with. Um, you need to be connected to your Bethesda family. You need extra people in your corner because um, life is hard and sometimes it sucks. Okay. So in three, you need to love God and love people. And if you do that, then all this other stuff is going to be really easy because if you're loving God and you're loving people, you're already doing these other things. Um, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So we need friends. Okay, I need friends. Donna's my friend. Look at Donna. She's so cute. When I'm struggling, I tell Donna, and Donna prays for me, and she's there for me, and she doesn't, like, get out of my house, because I, mean, I would just go back in. But um, I do have the code to the door. I can break in their house. Um, actually, they just put a new security thing up, so I'm not sure what that's about, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. So we all need friends for when we're struggling, okay? So I want Bethesda to be a church of friends and family who allow people to break the rules and still sit at our table. So if you guys would please stand. Bow your heads. No one looking around. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. And if it's you, just raise your hand. It's not a big deal. No one's going to attack you. So is there anyone in here who has broken the rules and felt that they can no longer sit at the table with their Bethesda people? Yeah, there's hands. Has anyone in this room felt like they are the ones breaking all the rules and they need some of God's mercy? Yeah, there's hands. Is there anyone in here who is the person that should have been showing mercy and did not? They kick people out from their table. Yep, there's hands. Me too. So, but the good news is that Jesus already paid the price for all the rules we've broken, all the rules we're going to break, and he's ready to give us his mercy. So I'm going to pray for all those who raise their hands. You don't have to say what I do, but just talk to Jesus and let him show you his mercy. So Jesus, we believe that you died and you rose and you are the Lord. We ask you for your mercy and forgiveness. Forgive us for the rules we've broken. And I ask that you will help us be the house of mercy you've called us to be. Forgive us for keeping people out of our table. Help us love like you do. We love you and we thank you for your mercy and forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.